emergency podcast. The Green Bay Packers are going back to the playoffs, knocking off the Chicago Bears 17-9 at Lambeau. Matt LaFleur now 10-0 against the Bears, at least in the last 10 games. Jordan Love played unbelievable, so we are here for an emergency podcast, diving into the playoff picture. That's right, Packers going back to the playoffs behind their new quarterback. There is so much to talk about. Wow, Packers fans, thank you for tuning in from the over 100 plus countries. We appreciate you all. Who knew this season would turn out this way? Two and five at the start, nine and eight at the finish, but headed against Dallas in the playoffs. This is unbelievable. This is nuts. I'm joined by my co-host, KJ. KJ, how you feeling? How you feeling right now? Cloud nine, Packers fans. Cloud nine. Coming in hot, emergency podcast style. You know we had to hop on here. Don't worry. We're going to have our regular show tomorrow. But the number I have for you is 18-1, and and that is Jordan Love's TD to interception ratio over the last eight games. 18-1. to Can you imagine? Like, can you even believe that? I mean... He's certainly better been, than 12. <laughs> it's better than 12. I mean, he, he's certainly been like the MVP of the league in the second half. Uh, that's a conversation maybe we can get in a little bit. But like, man, I mean, what more can you say? The Packers do not make the playoffs without Jordan Love. Uh, we, we have the one of the youngest teams. You know, we return largely the same amount of players on defense. You know, same coaching staff. The only difference is the quarterback. And this guy wasn't just serviceable. He was exceptionable excuse me, exceptional, and uh, Packers fans, I'm on cloud nine. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to extend this run with all of you. We said it last week. Hey, let's mess around and go on a Super Bowl run. Well, in order to do that, we've got a juicy matchup against Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys. Alex said it before the show. This could be the biggest ratings game ever. And I am psyched. Alex, what do you think, man? What did you just see? And how are you feeling about going forward versus the Cowboys? I saw the real MVP. Maybe you're calling him him right now. But Jordan Love was the best player on the field by a long shot. He has been the best player the second half of the season in the NFL. And you could argue that if you swapped any other QB in with Jordan Love on this Packers roster when they were 2-5... and five, Probably none of them are making the playoffs. Straight up. This guy is unbelievable. Those throws he's making. He had Tony Romo just, you know, eye-goggling over him. I was the same. I was just watching it. It was beautiful. Jaden Reed, Davian Wicks, the rookie receivers coming up huge for him. But Cage, you stick this guy in with anybody, it doesn't matter. He's running it like a commander right now. It's next man up, whether you're on the line, the receiving core, defense. Jordan Love is making the rest of his team looking like they can win the Super Bowl. I mean, this Packers team is legit behind their new leader. I am just so ecstatic, Packers fans. We've got him. We've got Adam, the Bears are most likely taking Caleb Williams number one. I I knew it about halfway through the game. I was like, even if they come back and win, I mean, you got to move on from Justin Fields because the quarterback makes 
everything. We said it last pod, who we think is going to win. I said the Packers because of the quarterback. And it showed, Cage, it showed they had nothing, no pocket presence. Defense was able to disrupt Justin Fields. I mean, just looking at those two guys before the year, it was a toss-up of who was the better QB. Now it's no question. What is your take on that development so far? You know, man, I was thinking the same thing, kind of similar time, third quarter, fourth quarter, when the game was still in reach, but the Bears just couldn't get that drive off. I was certainly scared because any competent quarterback might have put the fear of God into everybody and, and frankly, beaten the Packers. But it just goes to show the difference between like an like a a surefire franchise quarterback, MVP caliber quarterback, and then someone who's just not at that level. And Justin Fields just isn't at that level, right? Like you can surround him with talent. You know, you can you can you can like certain highlight real plays from him, but at the end of the day, a quarterback like Jordan Love just is so much exponentially better chances to win the game with. And that's why Chicago, I think, is going to go with Caleb Williams. They're probably going to trade Fields to Atlanta. They might trade him to a different team with no quarterback. There's certainly a lot of teams out there that need quarterbacks. But I, I think so, man. I think Fields, you know, I give him a lot of credit for how he he fought and fought and fought in Chicago. But at the end of the day, if the Bears truly want to win, uh, they got to do better. Uh, but this isn't a Bears podcast. This is a Packers podcast. Like I said, 18 and one over the last eight games. Jordan Love, I mean, it's insane, okay. man. He's honestly overcome a lot of the Packers shooting themselves in the foot. There, there was refs he overcame today. There was Matt LaFleur boneheaded decisions he overcame today. But overall, we got the win. Let's be positive. Um, there was adversity, and he got it done. In Packers fans, the exclamation mark, the cherry on top, the icing on the cake is that every time there was adversity with Aaron Rodgers, he crumbled like a dry cookie. Deer in headlights. The like eyes a got deer wide. In headlight. The eyes got wide, you know, you know throwing balls into the ground, taking sacks, you know, and I love Rodgers. Like, Rodgers was one of my favorite players ever, but, like, it's true. You know, he always crumbled under adversity this entire season, comeback win over comeback win, overcoming adversity, overcoming adversity. Like, there was plenty of adversity but we overcame it, and the sky's the limit, man. I don't think there's a single team in the NFL who we can't beat when we're clicking uh, one game at a time, but I'm confident. I feel like a million bucks, and I'm sure all those guys in the locker room do as well. Yeah, and Cage, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre before him, that osmosis effect that was talked about during the game has affected Jordan Love not only in like a positive way from the good traits of those quarterbacks, but also in a positive way of maybe those missteps, right? When Rodgers was tight in the game, you could just see sometimes how he would freak out. He would go into a shell. And Jordan Love is the exact opposite. I mean, how many times do you need to see it? I saw it at least five, ten times this year. We're in the fourth or in the second half of the game. This guy, you know, was in a tight situation and he was as cool as it gets. I mean, he is he's cooler than Rick James, if that's even a <laughs> saying. You know what I'm saying? Like this man is just Hitting bro, he, guys in stride. I don't yeah. even know what to say, Cage. 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions on the year. His first year starting, 4,200 yards passing. I mean, those are MVP numbers. Let's just say it. He's not going to win it, but those are MVP numbers. 84.4% completion rate. That is insane, Packers fans. Jordan Love was 27 for 32. And get this, he had a 99 
average. That was his highest average of any game this season since week one when he had a 9.1. Interesting enough, he didn't break nine any game except the two games against the Bears. This game, he came close to 10. It was by far his highest average. Uh, A lot of that came after the catch. Alex and I have been preaching, and if you've been listening to this pod for a little while, you know we need to get the Packers run after the catch weapons because you'd throw it to Devontae and he would make an amazing route. He would, he would run an amazing route. He would make a great catch, but then he'd run like two steps and get tackled. That was his story. And it's like, huh, why don't the Packers win more games? Why can't we get it done when it counts? Well, a lot of times the games are won the little when things. you dump it off to a guy five yards like Debo Samuel or Tyree Kill and they take it to the house. You saw Jaden Reed do that multiple times today. You see a lot of Packers playmakers just stepping up. I mean, we certainly seen Christian Watson capable of that. That's definitely a developing storyline. He's got to stop. He's got to, frankly, be more durable. But but once again, there's a lot of reasons to be thankful. We're going to keep it positive. We're going to celebrate this win. We're going to enjoy Speaking life. Speaking of something positive, Cage, yeah, yeah. Carl Brooks. Carl Packers Brooks may have hit on the defensive lineman that we've been waiting for, Packers fans. I know, I know Lucas Van Ness had another sack. I know, you know, Devontae Wyatt had another sack. Kenny Clark had a sack. I think Preston Smith and Rashawn, like, tag team to sack. But truly, if I'm being, like, honest and just my feeling, is I think Carl Brooks might be the, the Packers' next great defensive lineman. Maybe yeah. I'm crazy, maybe I'm way ahead of myself, Packers fans, but it's just the feeling that this guy is coming out of nowhere making plays, and he doesn't really miss the tackler. I mean, Rashawn Gary flies by him like he has no clue of what's going on some plays, and Carl Brooks Cage, when he gets his slim chances, he makes those plays. I'm Four so sacks. excited, and that those are the type of players that really make this Packers team dangerous headed into the postseason. I mean, him on the I defensive side, even a guy like Jonathan Owens. Oh, uh, you can say your name it. next, but Jonathan yeah. Owens, like the way he's putting the ha- pain on guys' cage, it's there's a little bit of fear back there with Simone Biles' husbands coming after your head. Yeah, I, I put out the tweet. Um, you know, it's funny because I always like the big hits, Packers fans, you know, and sometimes it gets us into Twitter trouble, right? Where, where fans are like, <laughs> you're a bad person for cheering on a huge hit. It's like, guess what? I don't feel at bad about it at all. And that's why we all love football. It's because it's like, it's a violent sport. It's like the modern day gladiator. It's exciting. You know, it's like the reasons we love football. I'm just going to be honest. We can agree to disagree. I thought it was an amazing hit. I was hyped. You know, if he can be an enforcer back there, that's all you got to do. Like you said, Alex. Put the fear into C.D. Lamb. You know, make him look over his shoulder. But going back to Carl Brooks for a sec, I got a name for you, and that's Mike Daniels. Packers fans, I don't know how many oh, of yeah. you remember Mike Daniels from Iowa. He's like a fourth, fifth-round pick back in, you know, maybe a couple years ago, several Was years ago at this Purdue? point. I believe he was Iowa. I think you're thinking of Mike Neal from years and years oh, ago. okay, okay, okay. But, but my, Mike Daniels, he actually had like a very serviceable career for Green Bay. He was never great, but he was kind of one of those mid-round picks. Pack ended up signing to a nice little extension. And uh, he, he really just was a pleasant surprise for us. And who knows, man? Carl Brooks look, looks like he has the football IQ and motor. See, Kingsley Enigsbare has the motor. It doesn't necessarily... Seemed to me like he has the IQ. Carl Brooks seems like he's got the IQ and the motor. 
and he's getting results out there. He doesn't even know what he's doing considering it's his rookie year, right? Like, if we're looking at this objectively, Carl Brooks' football IQ is going to expand probably 3x, 5x, 10x from year one to year two, and that's a compliment, right? That's saying, Carl Brooks, you have upside. He's a very intelligent player out there relative to his experience in the NFL, and I think there's no reason he can't be better than Mike Daniels. I think, uh, excuse me, yeah, Devontae Wyatt, five and a half sacks for him. If you told us before the year, Devontae Wyatt would have five and a half sacks, I'd actually be pleased with that. I would say, okay, that means he's trending in the right direction. He is trending in the right direction. Seven and a half sacks, right? We were saying all offseason, hey, this guy's high paid. We we like Kenny Clark, but we got to see him kind of like make an impact relative to that super high salary. Seven and a half sacks from Kenny Clark. Playing pretty good. I believe that's a career high for him, giving credit where credit's due. Big shout out to Preston P., uh, Preston Smith, you know, nine sacks on the year. This guy is the definition of consistency. Probably a, the actual true leader on the defense. He, he's a valuable member of our team, man. And Lucas Van Ness, four sacks in a very, very limited snap count and just tons of impact throughout the year. I really, really, really like a lot of the pieces. And I kind of fired off a tweet basically just highlighting all the individual contributions on the defense today. I mean, Quay Walker, he had a sack. Why can't Quay Walker get 10 sacks in a year? He's so athletic. He's so quick going from year two to year three or even unleashing him in the playoffs. Let's go on a run. You know, this guy's athletic enough. He can get 10 sacks. He had a sack. You know, Devondre Campbell came back at eight tackles, one TFL. That was clutch. Jonathan Owens putting some fear into the offense. Darnell Savage had a nice hit on Cole Komet. Keyshawn Nixon, four ta- uh, tackles from his cornerback Defense slot is position. Carrington Valentine had a bunch of really good plays. Nice pass defended. Um, deflected. He probably should have picked that off, but it was a huge play. Here, uh, Van Ness, talk- Brooks. You know, yeah, go ahead, Alex. You were just making me think about it as you're listening off all those players making an impact was not only did they make an impact, they played smart football today. The Packers had zero penalties, I'm pretty sure, until one was declined in the fourth quarter. And that's what it took, Cage, in a must-win game. Everybody being on the same page. No false starts, no you know, junk. I think we had one offsides on maybe Rashawn Gary, but could have been a false start either way, right? The refs were very shaky today. But in general, the Packers played very clean football when it mattered. And in years past, that was an Achilles heel too, right? It's like in the tight games, offense seems to be rare, right? Like Aaron Rodgers, I remember, we had all those chances to go win that game, put the score ahead. And so today, Cage, even when it came down to getting a field goal, getting some of those three points, every point mattered. Every play mattered. Good job on the penalty have to fix the kicking headed into the playoffs here. What's your thoughts on the kicking? (laughs) Anders Carlson, brother, you got one job. You got one job. And honestly, man, we're in too deep. You know, Packers fans, we're in too deep. It's like we can't... um... It's like when the roulette guy says no more bets. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, like when they wave, it's like when they wave the hand and you're like, shit, I'm rolling with this one, you know? And um, yeah, well, Packers are in too deep with Anders Carlson. We got to hope and pray for the best. He's got some issues. You know, he's had some season-long issues. I think it's just reps, man. Nothing's I think given. it's reps. The good news is, Packers fans, is, is he's going to be in a dome with the Cowboys. And uh, Bad yeah, news he, is he's going to be under immense pressure. Yeah, bad news <laughs> is, is this guy is not proven he's very consistent um 
I, yeah, I mean, I'll just say uh, this. I'll just say this, and we'll get into it more in tomorrow's podcast. So, Packers fans, if you're listening right now, we're going to do our normal show again tomorrow, Monday. Going to be absolutely lit. Might be announcing another giveaway. So, do not go anywhere. Hit that subscribe button. But I got to say, I didn't see much Joe Barry slander today. No, brother. No, nine points. And we're all about giving respect where respect is due and credit where credit's due. I think Joe Barry gets a lot of Lafleur's flack, right? Because for some reason, there's like an there's a little bit of a hesitancy to go after Lafleur. And I'm going to give Lafleur credit where credit's due for winning the game, but you can only yep. hope and pray that his miscues don't cause us to lose a game, you know, like they have in the past. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to beat that horse on the ground. I'm going to give Lafleur credit for, for helping develop Jordan Love and, and helping get us back to the playoffs. The guy is by no means a, a phenomenal coach, in my opinion. Uh, just so I see a lot of mistakes on a week-to-week basis. You know, he's been here a while, so you would hope that he would fix some of those. But, hey, I'm going to take a glass-half-full approach today, Packers fans, like I keep going back to. Let's celebrate. There's a lot to be thankful for. Alex, I want to kind of read some of these Packers takes off, if, if you yeah, wouldn't read mind. Them off. I, I know we had some fans write in. Den, I guess Will Den, uh, Den will do, um, writes in that Jordan Love should have a legitimate shot for MVP this year. His second half has been that good. 18 TDs, one pick. I agree. Gage Cahoon says Love has the third best arm talent in the NFL right now. I'm pretty sure I put that out in my QB tiers last week. I said uh, there was... Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and like, you know, Jordan Love was in like the next tier. I, I see your point. I do see your point. Aaron Jones goes for 150 all purpose yards and two TDs in next week's game and a 28 24 victory in Jerry World. Sue Hockey, Zach says. So he has a prediction or he knows something we don't. I would love nothing more. Aaron Jones, Pakistan, three straight games with 110 plus yards. Uh, So he's rolling. You know, he is absolutely on a hot streak. Keep feeding the man. So this is the new year. Fleetwood Ed says the upside on this offense when a healthy Jones is top of the league. How good does the defense have to be to win a few games more in a row? I think all they have to do is bend but don't break. You know, we didn't even get any turnovers today, Pakistan. Think about all the individual plays, but we didn't get any turnovers. Sacks are most important, baby. Exactly. I think if we have this many individual contributions in any given week, that's two turnovers. I think just sometimes things don't work out that way, uh, but the data should should here's the large another side, size should go in our favor. Here's another side take. Uh, I saw Mercedes Lewis enter the game today for the Chicago Bears, and here's the difference between last year when the Packers were eight and nine and failed to make the playoffs, and this year is we have a guy like Tucker Craft now who's lean, mean, exactly. made killer blocks. Cage, the blocks that man made were great. I know yeah. he had a play where he didn't get out of bounds, but I mean Tucker Craft. Well, Tucker is Craft plays. is an asset. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's a pure asset. So to if this you team. look at him compared to Mercedes Lewis, who didn't even show up in the box score, it's like. We've turned the page. We have athletic guys. Our defense is flying around the field. And to Joe Barry's credit, we told him to tighten it up, and he tightened it up. He tightened it up. So it's like you can't really, you know, expect any more out of a man when he turns in that type of performance cage less than 200 yards in a must-win game for the defense. Uh, keep reading off some more takes if you haven't. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Loving the Packers will look as good in the Cowboys stadium as Rodgers and his teams did. That's round net Wyatt. Um, yeah, I hope so. I, I know Rodgers definitely played well there. I think of the infamous Jared Cook 
catch when Rodgers just made that unbelievable play. I mean, well, the Dez those, didn't catch you know, it. You know all those <laughs> throws that like everyone's like, oh my god, Rodgers made the best throw I've ever seen. Bro, Jordan loves making all these crazy one-legged throws or zero-legged throws on a week-to-week basis, but it's like he doesn't have the legend yet. So it's like where Rodgers over his career was so good for so long that by the time his like second half of his career came around, people were like anointing his people greatness. People were oohing and on. They were recognizing his greatness. They were they were expecting his greatness, and they were like anointing it. You know, I, I give credit where credit's due as well. You know, but like Jordan Love is making just as great of plays. Different plays, sure, but he's still so new. Everyone's just in pure shock. Uh, I I think all the way back to pre-draft 2020 when I was just looking up and doing all this research on the Packers draft, or excuse me, potential Packers first-round picks like we do every year, Alex, and basically getting them ready to cover the draft for all the Packers fans with like Packers. And then I saw Jordan Love. I, I actually was like, look, I know the Packers aren't in it for Joe Burrow. I know they're probably not going to take Jalen Hurts. You know, I know they're probably not going to take Herbert, one of these top guys. But this Jordan Love guy is almost like a middling guy where he's in, he's right in our range. And so I ended up making a bunch of tweets about him because I, I, I thought it might be a possibility. Sure enough, we end up drafting him. We end up trading up a fourth-round pick. I remember there was you know, casual fans coming up to us. There was people on the radio coming up to us. There was all sorts of people coming up to us saying, but the trade up with the fourth, fourth round pick, but the trade up with the fourth round pick. What, what if you would have used that pick on T Higgins, man? What if you would have had T Higgins for Rogers, man? And it's like, guys, we've always believed over here. If you, if you listen to this show, you know, we've always believed and it feels darn good to just see all that come to fruition. That's right. That's Packers, right. <laughs> Packers thoughts said, Reed is him, Wicks is his brother, Dubs is his uncle, Watson is his cousin, Melton is his son, and Kraft is him at TE. I'm throwing that guy a fave. Packers fans, write in your takes. We're going through all of them. You can get a lot of engagement by commenting underneath Ike Packers post. People get hundreds, hundreds, maybe sometimes even thousands of likes by commenting under our big posts. And, uh, there's just a, it's, a there's a massive fun to read what everybody's circulating says. around there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're seeing you're going to see it come out of the works this week, Packers fans. You're going to see it come out pretty much tomorrow, or maybe you even saw it mid game when you're getting some texts in the fourth quarter from people you haven't heard from in a while. It's going to be an absolutely fun week, sailing high on the momentum. We're going to be doing the show tomorrow, Cage. What I want to wrap up on is, I mean, the two vets that we didn't really show too much love to, but. Jair and Aaron Jones, right? I mean, they played. Aaron Jones showed. I showed him yeah. plenty of love, but yeah. Oh, but Aaron Jones, you know, he played a huge role for this Packers team and just kind of being that safety net cushion in such a tough game like this. I know a couple weeks back, we were looking good with AJ Dillon hammering the guys, but it was a night and day difference when Aaron Jones is turning out bigger gains, 10 yard gains. It's not so much like a struggle on offense, right? Then you can open up the passing game. It felt like to me the passing game was a lot more wide open and spacious, even against a good Bears team. Uh, so that was great. Having Jair also there, Cage, is kind of like a safety net for the younger guys when you got a talented receiver like DJ Moore or CeeDee Lamb coming up. That's going to be big, whether you even you know know it or not. Just his confidence and presence in that room is going to be big heading out to guard maybe the league's best receiver, yeah, CeeDee Lamb, yeah. this season. That's the matchup to watch, Packers fans. Jerry Alexander, C.D. Lamb. You know, Jerry World. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Or I mean, Matt LaFleur, Mike McCarthy. 
Well, that's one too. I mean, all eyeballs on this. And and one guy I do want to touch on because I know the fans love him, and and frankly, I got a soft spot for him as well. Is AJ Dillon, right? I think a lot of people were were worried that this might have been AJ Dillon's last. Uh, you know, we might have seen the last of him in a Packers uniform because he broke his thumb. He had a stinger, so he was ruled out today, right? People worried about this would be his last home game. He's up for, you know, he's going to be a free agent. He's not quite good enough to be a surefire bring back. There are certainly reasons to advocate bringing him back. I'm, I'm still in between on that. I, I wouldn't mind, but but I'm not going to, you know, get ahead of myself here. I think it's just another piece of good news, man. Give AJ Dillon another week to heal up. I mean, I'm sure he's going to come and play banged up, right? He's Mr. Consistent for us. Very rarely does this guy miss time. I don't think he's he's going to sit this one out. I think he's going to play for us. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Any any other thoughts on maybe um, surprising uh, things to keep an eye on, whether it be player personnel? Musgrave had a catch. He's super quiet, kind of like I expected him to be. You mentioned Tucker Craft throwing the blocks, making the big plays. I don't fault Tucker Craft for that pre-halftime thing. I fault Matt LaFleur for that, but I'm going to keep it positive. We can get into that maybe um, some other time. But But, yeah, anything else, Al? defense looks like it has found its shape. Offense looks like it has found its shape. If you just look at the core players that are out there on the field right now, we have an O-line that's starting to really do work and protect their quarterback. We got a quarterback back there dealing like he's Aaron Rodgers in his first year starting. We've got Aaron Jones, reliable, check, check, check. Tons of young receivers and pass catchers. And the defense is just a committee thing. And that's almost the scariest type of defense to play in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, you can face an Aaron Donald type team, but when you're facing a defense like the Packers where you got sack here, sack there, you don't really know what to expect, Cage. Mm -hmm. It makes us a dangerous wild card team we're probably the most dangerous wild card team out there in the playoffs right now we'll take a deeper look at the playoff picture tomorrow but that's kind of where i feel is the packers are a team to watch to make a run exactly and and i think there's no doubt about it like there's no reason we can't go on a magical run here packers fans i mean all these teams have flaws all these teams have flaws i want to give the packers fans a little crash course for the cowboys just because i know that they want to talk about the pack right so dak prescott He's an absolutely, um, I would say, above-average QB, right? He's a good QB. I'm not going to say he's an elite QB, but I want to give points. him I want to give him more credit than, frankly, the, the rest of Packers Nation seems to. He's got a season rating over 100. And, you know, this guy, he leads the NFL in touchdowns. He puts up points, right? He's, he's not their problem. Their running game, Tony Pollard, he averaged 4.0 yards a carry. So they don't really have anything exceptional there. They don't really have an Aaron Jones receiving we mentioned cd lamb i mean he's probably the league's best receiver as of right now uh you know tyree kills definitely in that conversation as well but their second leading receiver alex this might be a familiar one for wisconsin fans jake ferguson look for quay walker and devondre campbell to keep a close watch on him he's got uh you know i think he's got like 700 some yards you know 692 yards going to the final game he might have had some catches um in that final game i haven't added those stats together five tds um, Brandon Cooks is their third uh, leading receiver. Very old, you know, but I'm sure he's a vet where when he's in the playoffs, he's going to want to show what he can do. He's the sleeper. You cannot overlook Brandon Cooks when you're putting all your attention on C.D. Lamb. You know what I'm saying, Packers fans? That's the matchup to keep an eye on. And on the defensive side of the ball, two guys you really got to know. I'll say three. Darren Bland, Deron Bland. They have he has he's a cornerback. He's got eight picks. So for whatever reason, the Cowboys they had a. Uh, he's got five touchdowns. Uh, 
That's concerning. Diggs a few years ago had like 10 <laughs> picks. This guy's got eight picks. Stephon Gilmore is one of the best corners to really do it in this era. He's on the Cowboys. And then, of course, probably the best pass rusher in the game. I know they say TJ Watt, but I've five. So, when you watch Micah Parsons play football, he is just probably one of the most he might be the most athletic guy in the nfl i mean that guy just throws offensive linemen around i wonder how the packers are going to handle him like definitely some chip blocks definitely some tucker craft definitely some double teams definitely some aaron uh aj Dillon, hopefully but those are kind of the names to know packers fans on you know dak prescott tony pollard then you got cd lamb also got stefan gilmore can't forget about him i I mentioned him brandon cooks and then uh micah parsons stefan deron bland Bland. alex five touchdowns that is insane i can't remember i mean that's more than woodson had you know in a single season i'm pretty sure five defensive touchdowns that's insane that is insane you cannot i don't know man it's gonna be interesting luckily we have a lot of receivers so we can spread it around but it's almost like why throw that way, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like that, eight that picks, five TDs. I don't know if I want to mess with that, even though I'm rolling in with <laughs> I, I've been, I haven't seen a guy do that since. I mean, I don't think I've seen a guy do that straight up. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, interesting because the Cowboys did, did lose Kellen Moore. Um, Kellen Moore is. Uh, I don't know where he's at now. I, I think he's at the the Chargers now, or no? He's a, he's the offensive coordinator for the Chargers, but he was on the Cowboys, and he basically this is their first year where he wasn't on uh, leading their offense for the Cowboys. And Dak had a great year. You know, if you look at the NFL, I'm actually just going to quick pull up the. Um, he he might be in line for the MVP, Dak. I mean, he's a, he's a, well, he's, he's, he's kind of like the other. Yeah, he's kind of like the other option. Um, I'm just trying to see like he's the got 32 standings. touchdowns, eight interceptions. So Dak had a good year. The most points in the entire NFL were scored by the Dallas Cowboys. So it's like they had the number one offense, and uh, yeah, I mean we got Joe Barry, so <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> Come interesting. On, Joe. Packers the Packers hey. finished the year tenth scoring offense. We, we finished tenth in points. Scoring defense, I'm quick. I'm quick getting that for you, Packers fans. So we'll put all this out in tweets. Uh, you know, obviously we like to do a lot of tweets on Monday and stuff. I think we finished tenth scoring defense as well. That's very impressive. Yeah, tenth scoring defense, a plus thirty three point differential. I mean, that means you're you're a great team. That means hey, you're a be- great team. Yeah. So, so let's see, like you know, the Baltimore Ravens, they're in the AFC. Let's let's look at the NFC. Let's look at the NFC. We got the Cowboys, but I just want to look at the playoff picture. Well, here's something while you pull that up, Cage, I want to tell Packers fans about is lately the Cowboys have not been able to beat good teams. So they played at the 49ers five weeks ago, lost 42 to 10. They bounce back against the Patriots, blow them out, you know, garbage team. They lose at the Cardinals then, 28-16, to 16, kind of a freak loss. Yeah. They beat the Jets, and they beat the Giants 40-0 to zero to, cl- to finish. Uh, or, or they, no, 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 no. They beat the Commanders 38-10, the Lions 20-19 to 19 to end the year. But they lost to the Bills, the Dolphins. So they've lost to a lot of, like, you know, solid Quality teams. Quality teams. Taken, they've taken care of, like, the bad teams this year. That's what Dallas does. They beat the Giants. They beat the Panthers, the Commanders. They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Eagles twice. 
or no once. But I mean, this team is beatable from what I see. I don't see any real like solid wins. Really, well, here's the dance. Here's the dance, Packers fans. You want to know who's in the dance in the NFC? You got the Cowboys who we're playing. You got the Lions who we can beat. You got the Rams who we did beat. You got the Eagles who are extremely vulnerable. You got the 49ers who are probably the favorite. And then you have the Buccaneers who we can beat in a revenge game. Man, I'm smelling an NFC championship. I'm smelling an NFC championship. Call me cocky. Call me overconfident. Hey, we just won the game. I might be high on my own supply right now. But I'm smelling an NFC championship appearance. What about you, Al? All aboard the Packers train, baby, because we're, we're, we're steaming full speed ahead behind number 10, Jordan Love. Packers fans, I want to thank you for listening This is an emergency podcast episode. We appreciate everybody. We're going to have an absolute banger tomorrow on our normal time, Monday night. Make sure you do not miss that, Cage. Any final thoughts for Packers fans here? Packers fans, this is magic. Enjoy the magic. It's just getting started. We're going to go on a run. I'm feeling it. Go, Pack. Go, hey, write us in your takes. You know, make sure to text this show to a friend. There's nothing better than Packers banter this time of year. If you got Packers gear on, tweet it, send it to us in the DM. You know, send it to us, uh, tweet at us. We love seeing those pics. Com- make sure to comment under some of those Ike Packers tweets if you're looking to grow your followings because, you know, you can get hundreds if not thousands of favorites on those, a lot of retweets, a lot of additional comments. It's a great way to get eyeballs on your own, uh, you know, stuff if, if that's what you're interested Packers in. Packers knowledge. Long story short, Packers fans, is, is this is an incredible community. It's been an incredible season, and we can't thank you enough for riding with us. And like Alex said, we got our normal show going tomorrow. To the playoffs, baby. We're go- we got- we're going to the playoffs. We want to give you guys and girls an emergency episode. Hey, we're just getting started. So keep your eyes close, like Packers. Alex did mention we might unleash another giveaway. Hint, hint. It's go pack go forever, baby. Let's go pack go. We out.